Welcome to the Norton Cancer Institute Hopecast, a chance for those affected by cancer to speak their story, to hear their thoughts, their struggles, what makes them happy, and at the end of the day, what helped them get through it. Addressing emotional health is a vital part of cancer care. Cancer is a disease that impacts each person differently. There is no one-size-fits-all approach to compassion and care. Just as we deliver individualized medicine, we deliver individualized care to ensure that we meet the needs of all of the people we serve, the whole person. We know that cancer can be all-encompassing. Addressing the emotional health of patients is a vital part of our cancer care at Norton Cancer Institute. We offer a multidisciplinary team of specialists on-site to support our cancer patients and their primary caregivers. Norton Cancer Institute comprehensive supportive care includes our behavioral oncology program that comprises psychiatric nurse practitioners, licensed clinical social workers, and expressive art therapists. Our larger cancer support team includes nurse navigators, nutritionists, massage therapists, and additional support offerings like education, wigs, and more. The overarching goal is to ensure patients have access to resources to ease any undue suffering. We provide abundant opportunities to engage in healing, arts, educational, and psychosocial support offerings. As our patients begin treatment at Norton Cancer Institute, all are screened to see who might benefit from comprehensive support services, including specialized mental health services. Our support care multidisciplinary team members work collaboratively with the medical team to determine the needs of each patient and their caregivers. The Behavioral Oncology Program offers individual therapy and brief caregiving interventions. When appropriate, medications may be prescribed to treat a variety of mental health issues and enhance quality of life. Music and art therapy can also help. Studies show that they can lessen anxiety, improve mood, pain, and shortness of breath. The Norton Cancer Institute Legacy Lab on the Norton Healthcare St. Matthews campus is a physical clinical space to facilitate proactive, tangible legacy projects with our patients and their families experiencing advanced stage cancer. The clinical aim for the Legacy Lab is to increase communication, connection, and bonding with a patient and their loved ones through innovative and expressive art therapies. The Legacy Lab is anchored in evidence-based approaches to caring for patients facing life-threatening illnesses, including dignity therapy and meaning-centered psychotherapy. Through participation in the Legacy Lab, patients have the opportunity to share their stories, be heard, and be honored. We strive to provide renewed sense of dignity and enhanced psychosocial support. On recordings, patients can talk about what made them feel most alive, their hopes and dreams for loved ones are something they'd want family members to remember about them. Innovation is at the heart of everything that we are offering in the comprehensive support care initiatives. Another part of the Legacy Lab is Amplified Cardiopulmonary Recordings, or ACPR, which is a unique music therapy intervention that implements recorded heartbeats with individualized and meaningful music and or spoken messages. The intended purpose of this intervention is to facilitate an accessible audio representation of a loved one's legacy through a therapeutic process. For the recipients, the intention is for the ACPR to be a supportive tool throughout their grief process rather than a static product. This ongoing intervention may provide loved ones an opportunity to evolve the project to accompany and assist with a natural grief experience. The sound of a heartbeat is another way to say I love you and is a vital sound of life and living. Love never dies. Since I pioneered this work back in 2013, 
I've taught music therapists all over the world how to facilitate this intervention. It is now offered in over 80 medical centers throughout the United States, as well as Colombia, Peru, Spain, China, and Canada. We are actively doing research on this intervention. In a recent publication we wrote for the Journal of Palliative Medicine, myself, Dr. Renato LaRocca, and Dr. Elizabeth Archernanda evaluated this process-based intervention, and the main aim was to understand the basics of the intervention and report the survey results of 191 family members of people who engaged in this pre-loss and anticipatory grief work. Two other music therapy researchers, Dr. Joanne Lowy in New York, and Dr. Beth Harmon in Cincinnati assisted us in writing this paper as they both use this in their clinical day-to-day work in their medical centers. We discovered that ACPR, when implemented over time, with as much involvement from the patient and their family, can serve as a useful tool to increase resiliency and connection with their loved one into bereavement. Out of the 191 participants that were eligible, 73% of the family members responded, 49% reported listening to the recording frequently, 31% listened to the recording at least once after receiving it, which I'm excited that 80% of participants use their recording. ACPR appears to have a moderate acceptability in usage among bereaved family members, especially when created in the context of ongoing music therapy treatment. We recommend that this process-based music therapy intervention be studied further and offered proactively. Let's hear from the third author of this paper, Dr. Renato LaRocca, who recently retired as a board-certified neuro-oncologist and cancer medicine specialist to highlight these humanistic goals with regard to music therapy and legacy. You know, you can argue that music serves as a facilitator in relationships. You know, I, as a cancer medicine person and having studied the dilemma of mortality, you know, the ultimate end game is inner peace. And if you're going to arrive at inner peace, there's nothing more important than that. Inner peace when you pass. You have to have three things. One is sense of self-worth. Two is legacy. But three are relationships. And very often music is very, very good in facilitating harmony and relationships with the people you love. And it's also a good enhancer for the physicians as well. Because we're in seeing a lot of patients with a lot of difficult situations issues of mortality, medical problems, complications, and the music therapy just harmonizes. By normalizing emotional and mental health and working alongside the oncology team, we allow the patient to leverage their personal strengths and enhance their ability to deal with whatever challenges cancer illness may bring. We want to support their core sense of self, maintain hopefulness, autonomy and control, and strive for acceptance while reinforcing resilience. The primary goal of comprehensive support care is to ensure individuals going through cancer have access to resources and support to allow them to meet all of the demands of their illness with as much grace and dignity as possible. We want to ease the burden that cancer can bring. We want to connect you to all of the psychosocial support systems we have available. As psychosocial oncology care providers, we are here to help manage the human side of cancer. Here's Elizabeth Archer Nanda. My name is Elizabeth Archer Nanda. I'm a psychiatric advanced practice nurse and clinical leader of the Norton Cancer Institute Behavioral Oncology Program and clinical director for Norton Cancer Institute Advanced Practice Providers. I'm really excited to tell you a little bit about our program here and why we do what we do with supportive care. The supportive care team 
and behavioral oncology team is a multidisciplinary program that's inclusive of advanced practice psychiatric nurses, licensed clinical social workers, expressive therapists, including music and art therapists, nursing, and support staff members who all help us to deliver comprehensive support care within the context of Norton Cancer Institute. The reason support care is so important is because we understand that in addition to cancer being a physical journey, it's also a psychological and emotional journey. The role of the support care program and behavioral oncology is to help patients and their caregivers navigate cancer with as much ease and grace as possible. It's important for us to partner with our oncology team members to help patients maintain hope, maintain realistic expectations around what's possible with cancer treatment and create plans around any prognostic challenges that may arise. The co-occurrence of mental health um, disorders in the context of cancer is relatively high with patients suffering from different emotional and psychological sequelae, including adjustment difficulties, anxiety related to new health concerns, depression in the context of prognostic news, and other illness burdens. We help patients and the oncology team effectively treat mood disorders that may arise in the context of physiological concerns or medication-induced concerns, as well as help cancer caregivers adjust to the ever-evolving needs of a cancer patient. Along with the oncology teams, we help to ameliorate suffering through the provision of supportive care, through supportive therapies. Sometimes we use medications to help with mood disturbance and adjustment, as well as treating any other aspects of distress, which might include physical concerns for which we would partner with the oncology team members, emotional concerns to which the psychiatric team members, including the advanced practice providers and social work and expressive therapy teams may support, as well as helping to understand what practical issues may arise and accessing different resources like our financial counselors and our social service navigation team. What we really want patients to see, feel, and understand is that they don't have to go through cancer alone and with the availability of appropriate resources and support, cancer can be manageable and without undue unmet emotional distress needs. One of the more innovative uh, programs that we've started recently is the Legacy Lab. The Legacy Lab is a physical space where patients can come and spend time exploring aspects of meaning and purpose across their life, where they can have a conversation and have their voice recorded uh, with our music therapist in order to create an enduring legacy piece for their family members. Sometimes this takes place in the context of a dialogue around reflecting on past achievements and what are the things they've been most proud of across their life. Sometimes it's in the lens of sharing different stories with their family that maybe they've not had a chance to share yet 
or even sharing different aspects of their hopes and dreams for family members that will occur if the patient does not end up surviving their cancer. What we really want to create is a place where patients can come and share their stories, be heard, as well as create a sense of meaningful connection with their own journey and their family members. Now we're going to hear from a family member whose husband was a patient here at the Norton Cancer Institute, and she's going to describe some of the work that we accomplished in expressive art therapy, as well as the Legacy Lab. Here is Joy Parsley. So back in 2017, my husband, Jeremy, was starting his first treatment of immunotherapy for kidney cancer. And we did this at the downtown Norton. And one day, a gentleman named Brian came to our room and asked if we were interested in playing some instruments and playing a little music. And um, of course, my husband was very polite and he said, yeah. So that's kind of how our journey began. Later, uh, Jeremy would go on to tell us that he was very hesitant of that first day just because he didn't know how to play any musical instruments or he didn't really sing but he said that kind of funny later on he said that he he just wanted to say no (laughs) but we learned that those days uh, helped us to pass the time and just kind of began something to look forward to and even though neither of us played any kind of instrument we enjoyed the company and listening to music and kind of as a good therapy i think it was about mid 2021 when we reconnected so i can talk about that a little bit jeremy's treatment um went really well uh with his immunotherapy He had several good years of no cancer. And then, unfortunately, mid-2021, his cancer did return. And we had the opportunity to have a few more treatments. One was immunotherapy. And then during different times, he had also had some radiation treatments and just times of seeing the doctor, we would maybe run into Brian and he would come in and just kind of reconnected with us and play music with us and more him playing music <laughs> and just us listening and just again passing the time and felt like more of a, I guess, more of a old friends reconnecting and just kind of was there even through good times and in bad and just kind of formed a bond and just really appreciated having those times and opportunities and that's kind of the way the second part of our story begins so the second part of how our relationship and our music therapy kind of developed was that brian kind of approached us with the thought of maybe doing some recordings that would be something that would be able to be around for our kids so brian approached us about making these few recordings um for the family it kind of just started out as jeremy talking saying just a few little snippets like i love you it just kind of progressed and then He brought in a book one day and recorded Jeremy reading it. Now we have a recording of my husband reading this book that my kids can have forever. 
And if someday you're lonely, or someday you're sad, or you strike out at baseball, or think you've been had, just lift up your face, feel the wind in your hair. That's me, my sweet baby. My love is right there. In the green of the grass, in the smell of the sea, in the clouds floating by, at the top of a tree, in the sound crickets make, at the end of the day, you are loved, you are loved, you are loved. They all say, you are my angels, my darlings, my stars, and my love will find you wherever you are. And then we kind of talked about some different things that if my husband wasn't here, what he would want to say to our kids, like on some more meaningful days, like big birthdays, like your 16th birthday. Or I know the last one we did was for my daughter's wedding. Of course, she's only 13, so hopefully it'll be a while before we have to hear that one. But... <laughs> I think that she would be very pleased. It's kind of something that I've kind of kept to give to them at different times in their life. That's kind of what Jeremy and I had talked about. I'm just so thankful. I remember one time hearing that people remember what other people look like, might remember their sin, but I heard one time that they forgot what their voice sounded like. Now, I always have that, and my children will always have that. They will always remember the voice of their father and i think that's one of those things that you can't you can't ever replace it's something that even with my own parents i wish that i could hear their voice just one more time and so now brian give us that opportunity to always have that and i just can't can't even Thank him enough for, that, for those opportunities. And the last recording was a week was a week before my husband passed away. So I just think it probably was God's will that we did all of this. And I just think it was meant to be. And just very thankful for the times that we had together. I just I really do appreciate you. Oh, joy. I loved every second that I spent with you guys, and to me that's my main goal is to figure out what is important to people, and then once I know that something is possible, I like to recreate it again to, to know that these, these recordings are important and that we should be doing this proactively as much as possible. Yeah, I just, I know how Jeremy was. <clears throat> And I'm glad that he was open to it. Um, and I just hope that for other people. The recording that um, I've let my kids listen to was something that they really needed as they started their ball season. And that was something that their dad as, a, as their father and my son's baseball coach, it was something that he just always wanted his players to know was that you always needed to be the hardest player, be the hardest worker on the field. You know, I love you. As you grow up, remember, be the hardest workers in the room. That is something that I've let them listen to as they started their sporting events. And I just think that it was very impactful 
for them to hear it. There's other things um, that are on there that just him saying, I love you. I also have a recording of his heartbeat, which I think is very neat. I mean, I'll never hear his heartbeat again, but I have it now on recording. God had different plans for for Jeremy, but I hold these memories so deep, deeply and just to hold them close to my heart. And I know that my children and my children's children even can listen to their father and their grandfather's voice. And it's just always there now. And I'm so glad for the opportunity. I don't think, I don't know if I told you this, but they did name one of the fields out at our park, our baseball park, that uh, the recreation park out in Barstown is called Dean Watts. They actually named a field after Jeremy, and they hung a big banner on one of the fences, and it has him and Dawson's picture on it, and it has that saying on it, be the hardest worker. So... I love so it. So now they they oh, call man, it, it so used cool. to be field three, and now they call it parsley field. There are so many ways that we can celebrate life and leave a legacy for our loved ones. Here at the Hopecast, we want to wish you a happy new year. And in closing, remind you that we are going to do whatever we can to ease the burden that cancer can bring by connecting you with all of the psychosocial support systems we have in place and available. As psychosocial oncology providers, we are here to help manage the human side of cancer. Thank you for listening to the Norton Cancer Institute Hopecast. Casting hope out into our community.